welcome back everyone to another version of Flock and Gather. It's your only 18 minute podcast in the spa world. We have a lot of fun doing this because we always do them raw. Today, I've got a very special guest. She, well, I was gonna call her my neighbor in Arizona, but of course, she's moved up to the mountains. So please welcome Jennifer Linder. She is the founder and chief medical officer at Linder Health. But Jennifer, I'm gonna say you're also the chief cook and bottle washer because does anyone wear less than 13 hats today? Tell me. I know, I think that's inevitably what happens, whether or not it is what you're doing in your business, if it's entrepreneurial, if you're doing it in your practice, if you're doing it at home with your children, I think that's what COVID taught us, is like we can all do so much. You and know, I think we've become great uh, multitaskers and then also realize sometimes agreed. we're not as good at it as we think we are, yeah. Yesterday someone sent me an article, there's a guy out, I'm sorry, I'm not remember his name, he wrote about monotasking and doing one thing at a time and you get more done and I I read a few paragraphs I went I mean he can be my friend but I don't agree with him because like you we talked about this before we went live I like I feel more comfortable when I have many things going on I'll shut down when I want to but don't tell me to do one thing at a time it doesn't work for me yeah I like to think about it as one thing at a time in serial order. So that might be like one thing at a time for 10 minutes and then another hour and a half. Wait. That's the way I like to think about it, yeah. That's you letting me off the hook. So I'm gonna accept (laughs) that, all right? Yeah, because there is is brain science that shows that monotasking is better, but we, uh, but it's more fun to do it the other way, I think too. So let me ask you, you're living up in Jackson, but today it's gonna be a balmy 102 or eight or something down here. Do you miss it? You miss the heat? You know what, I do miss it. You know, it's sort of, I mean, let's be honest, during the winter time, there is nothing more beautiful than Arizona in the winter. It's just beautiful. Heat, mm, I'm not so like kind on that, but, but I, I also miss the people. I had such great, great, amazing patients that I saw on a regular basis. And of course, my team at PCA Skin was just like, they were family. They were like a part of me. Well, when you come back, we have ex- three extra bedrooms in the house. So just come use one, hang out at the pool, do whatever you want, okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. I know I offer that and people always go, oh, he's joking. But I always say, yeah, try me. Take us up on it, Kathy. And I love having people visit. So um, you're welcome. Thank you. You mentioned PCA. I... I mean, people can't forget that you and Richard started PCA, but give us your one minute short history on how we're up to Linder Health today. Okay, like the the really quick and dirty would be is I'm a dermatologist and I had really bad melasma that developed when I was in my fellowship. And so I was looking um, to get it better in my first practice and I made it worse with lasers and then Abaji was frustrating my patients. And so I had somebody recommend uh, Physician's Choice of Arizona to me. And so I looked into it and I really liked their chemical peels and it got my skin better. And so I connected with them and liked their RRD team and we started working together. And in the end, my husband and I basically took that company from um, the original founder, Margaret Sarah, and developed it into to what became Physician's PCA Skin, or Physicians Care Alliance, and that became an international company. Grew that, you know, 72 countries, tens and tens of thousands of offices, and I loved, loved, loved working with estheticians and healthcare givers and really just upping the game of education 
and quality of products. I mean, that's what my joy was. And I had this amazing chemist who is an organic chemist that is working with me again, that she and I reformulated, you know, 90% of the products were there and then took the science into the next level. And so that went through its own transitions and um, the company was really lucky enough to grow into um, Colgate Palmolive. And then I needed my brain, just needs to keep doing new things. And I can't help but to think about like, it is so exciting, the science space and what's happening with our understanding around health and wellness. And so it, I was just drawn to doing something new, even if I was just doing it for myself. I love it. Let me, um, it's a great history, by the way, and I love it. And you know, Pete, no one ever said bad things about PCA along the way. So uh, I Thank know you. it's been a good run for you, but you guys work, people forget you work hard at it. And we talked a little bit about buying and selling companies. And when I sold New Life and Lotus Touch and I took my boys to lunch and they wanted to know every part about the deal. And when I told them and one of my friends, very good naturedly said, boy, did you get lucky? And a longtime friend of mine said, yeah, Alan got lucky after he showed up for work every day for 18 years. So oh, luck, luck is winning the lottery, not showing up for work every day. So, all right, I have a couple quick questions. First, I want to go of to course. your doctor dermatology background. Yeah. I always, even when we were living in Minnesota, when we lived in California, I used to go annually for a skin check. And I still do down here. And I'm honestly amazed when I talk to people in our spa wellness channel, how many people do not go for a skin check annually? Is it really a small number or is it a, am I just? It's just I mean, the reality is people should be getting checked out once a year, especially if you had been in a place that through your childhood, you received a significant amount of sun exposure. And if you did that in your adult life as well, so, um, and if you have a family history of melanoma, you need to get checked out once a year. So my background is also as a most skin cancer surgeon, which means I'm the person who actually cut those, cuts the skin cancers off and puts you back together again. So yes, absolutely. You should be getting a full body skin check, literally look at every surface. And then once you do that, the dermatologist, then based on what your skin looks like, where you live, what your exposures are, will then tell you how frequently you should get checked out. But if you are as pale as you and I are, once a year is really what you should be doing. Yeah, well, um, it does, of course, vary with skin tone. Right. I do it. Um, and I, when I'm on the uh, golf course, I think I'm going to be out all day. I wear those um, Under Armour Cool Fit that it's the full V-neck. Perfect. And I wear like the pull-on, they make the kind of pull, I don't know what to call them, pull-on long underwear that I, I yeah. wear under my golf shorts as well because I look at other people out there and I go, God, your skin looks molten. It looks terrible from years of sun exposure. Well, I always say the best anti-aging thing you can possibly do is avoid the sun or wear your sunscreen every single day. That is yeah. the most important skincare product on the planet that anybody can do. Okay, let's... Um... Oh, by the way, and the derm, I got referred through my physician to a dermatologist. Turns out she's from Minnesota. Go figure, right? Of course. I know, small world stuff. So um, I want you in the notes that I have, I read through a lot of the stuff and the things that always catch my eye, visible damage, uh, wrinkling, loss of volume, elasticity, discoloration, thinning of the skin, that just about covers everything with skin and sometimes I say it doesn't matter if you're 20 or 70 those 
the, the effect on the skin, I'm not clear what it is, as we just talked about, why people think you don't have to take good care of the largest organ in and on the body, if you will. But will you deep dive just for a minute on well, all these things happen as you age and it starts early, right? Can you address just a little bit about that, please? Of course, um, you know, practically from the time we're born, you're, of course, you're starting to age. So what we're actually thinking about is not just like the time passing, which is what we think about as aging. We're actually thinking about what the damage that is happening over time. And so when we think about how do we want to prevent all those different conditions you just mentioned, we think about what are the things that are the commonalities? What is triggering all that to happen? And a lot of these things come back to a couple of different things. One is actually lifestyle choices. These are the things where we talk about exercise, eating healthy, avoiding the sun, not smoking, drinking plenty of water. And the reasons why those all have big effects is because they affect our epigenetics. So your genes is what, you know, your body ends up happening, but your epigenetics, those things are turned on and off for both good and bad effects, depending on what they are based on a lot of that lifestyle kind of stuff. And so those are the things we can control to actually get our skin healthier and get to an anti-aging place. Okay, we're gonna talk about using product in a minute. And I've been yeah. a fan of product since I'm, even before I was in this industry. So I probably was built to spend my life in this industry. Yep. But I may have always been a fan of moderation. I like having a cocktail. I like smoking a cigar on the golf course. I like being out in the sun, but I don't like a lot of any of it. I like little teeny bits. Is that a good part of a plan to manage your skincare? Or would you I, tell me, go ahead. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think life in general is something about everything in moderation, right? We even know like a glass of red wine, there's some good resveratrol in it. That's great. Six glasses of red wine not good. So what we do know is like a lot of things, if you do too much of anything, you start triggering inflammation. And what we really know in modern science and modern medicine is inflammation is what is bad. And probably that thing that actually starts triggering that long-term aging process. And so this is actually what has shifted a great deal within the medical space in terms of how do we approach health and wellness is through moderation rather than aggressive things. It's better to do things more gently, moderately along the way, rather than doing have big aggressive things to sort of make up for the damage we've done. Okay, you talk about, um, is it senescent or senescent cells? Senescent, senescent, senescent. cells. Can we address that please? Cause I, that topic about cells and not multiplying is always intriguing to me as well. Cause I, I'm 64, but I expect to live to 104, so. Yeah, I think that's actually a goal that's legitimate for all of us. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm just five years younger than you. So what senescent cells is really kind of what my, you could say almost obsession is for both myself and our, um, our head organic chemist, who, uh, Dr. Ivana Vekovic, who's also been the person who's worked on product development with me for decades now. So what we've really spent our mind share thinking about, both personally and then it's kind of led to the professional thing, is what do we do for longevity? And longevity is thinking about quality 
health span rather than lifespan. So we don't want to just make our lives longer so you can get to 104, but if you're unhealthy and you don't have your brain for that last 20 years, well, you know, it's not, it's not worth it, right? So you want to get that quality of yours all the way to the end, and that's longevity. So what do you do to make that happen? You think about how do you get longevity? And one thing we understand is those senescent cells. And the senescent cells are one of the key things that makes our bodies age. So kind of a complex idea, but the simplest way to think about it is when we are young, senescent cells are cells that have been damaged that are starting to go through the process of dying, basically. So the, the body doesn't the body has the ability sometimes to recycle cells. It is the, the ability when cells have kind of been used up to basically kill itself off without inflammation or it goes into the state called senescence. And the reason why senescence works is when it does that, it releases this stuff called A, I mean, SASP, which triggers the cells around it to also go into senescence. Why that is important is if that cell has been damaged and starts to become a cancerous cell, then it becomes a senescent cell and by triggering the cells around it to also become senescent, it's killing itself and its surrounding cells. So when we're young, this is a way to prevent cancer. However, when we get older, not only do you start killing the cells that are probably cancerous, but you start, it starts spreading out and hurting the healthy cells around you. And as these cells build up, and they, because they don't die, they keep, they kind of just slowly, they slowly keep, they don't actually split, but they keep using up energy. I like to call them zombie cells because uh -huh. like a zombie, they don't die, but they keep using up resources. And more importantly, they turn those things around them to zombie cells. So imagine your body's full of zombies now. Not good. Okay. Um, we're speaking today with Dr. Jennifer Linder, all the way from the mountains. God bless her for being up there while it's 110 down here. Uh, you can find her at LinderHealth, L-I-N-D-E-R, LinderHealth.com, or you can go to hello at LinderHealth.com. There's a couple good ways to reach out to them. Let me bring our listeners up to speed. Uh, we talked about moderation because I hope to always live my life that way. Sometimes you fall off the wagon, but that's different. Two, inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. You honestly can't say it enough, can you? Because like I just had my physical and the first test they send you back is what your rate of inflammation is in your body and you better sure well hope that it's a low level of, of uh, inflammation. Um, I love that you said start slow when we're talking about product and we're gonna talk about your peels in just a second here because isn't the, the, the first thing you learn in our business is do no harm. I mean, it goes back to who was it? Socrates Absolutely. Hippo no, yeah, Hippocratic oath, right? Yeah, Hippocratic oath. Yep. And nothing's changed today. Do no harm. Nope. Um, Do and no harm. We talked about longevity, but longevity isn't age. It's about being healthy longer. Because who wants to live a long life if you're not feeling good? It should be common sense, right? It should be. Okay. You guys have a Linder. Um, professional skincare line now, right? And you're doing yep. peels and right now talk about some of the stuff that you're uh, doing as it relates to your line. Okay, so myself and Dr. Vikovic have been working with peels for decades and I personally love them. They are what finally got my skin into a healthy 
shape because I had a long-term issues with melasma. And what I found, just like we were talking about, more is not better. So it used to be, we thought, oh, let's peel off the skin as much as possible. The deeper we go and the, you know, the lower the pH and we're going to get more and more and more. Well, guess what? You trigger inflammation and it's not necessarily a good thing. So what we have thought about in terms of developing the next generation of peels, and I am so excited about this, I can't even stand it, is about peels that are truly in the sweet spot, where it is about a pH that integrates with the skin to get the best possible outcome. It is about ingredients that trigger the kind of cell turnover and work with pigmentation and work with hydration to actually get to an anti-aging place. And the thing that I love because uh, I was a, you know, a dermatologist that saw patients every single day is you can actually integrate it into your life. So you can go into your medical professional, get a peel done. And the way we put these ingredients together is there is almost no downtime. Number one, it does, it doesn't hurt. It's not like those old days with peels where you're fanning them. They're so uncomfortable. They're comfortable through the process. And then the skin comes off with fine little flakes. So if they're wearing black, it may look like dandruff over the next couple of days, but that day of having to peel like a snake, you don't have to do that. Uh, those, Jennifer, how, yeah. how often can you get a peel? So I personally love to do it once a month. That to me is best case scenario, especially if you're actively trying to treat something. You know, I'm lucky enough that, you know, I was at the office every day, so I would get one on a monthly basis. And this is actually how I just like, you know, I kept it. I saw it as the way to like keep my skin healthy. And with this, you're not doing the damage, you're actually integrating with your skin in a way that works. I love it. Um, by the way, how are if people go to linderhealth.com, can they find a practitioner who's using Linder Peels? Um, we have not set that up yet, but that will eventually come. That is definitely the thing. But what I would encourage, get, get, especially given the people that I think are often listening to this podcast, our professionals, connect with us, get certified, bring them into your practice. You can integrate this with any other products and treatments that you're okay. doing. In the couple minutes we have left, I love this. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask uh, Kelly where I can get peels because I always love to try new stuff right here in in um, Phoenix. Oh, we'll get you set up. There's okay, already totally because I use them. I'll set up. I do, yeah, I do videos and and unboxing type videos and stuff, and I would love of course. to that with you as well. Also, you just mentioned something. When I got in the industry 34 years ago, the mantra was educate, educate, educate. I don't think anything has changed today. And you just said, get certified on the Linder method. So really brief in the last 30 seconds here, why do I have to be specifically educated on your appeals? Number one, you wanna do it to the best possible way for your patients and clients. You always wanna do it the best possible way. Number two, I believe that we have more information to share with you, whether or not you are a master institution that's been doing this to 30 years or you're straight out of school, there is always something new to be learned. And that's what's exciting. And so for me, education is a core of who I am. And so we always integrate this into our certifications as In well. Fact, I would argue it's a core to our industry per se. Absolutely. Plus, yeah, you guys can do it online. Uh, you can do one-on-one. -on -one. You've got a lot of methods for getting 
uh, trained. We've been speaking with Dr. Jennifer Linder today. She is way darn too smart for me about all this peel stuff, but that's why you're gonna go to linderhealth.com or you can reach out to them at hello at linderhealth.com or for those of you on Instagram, go to at linderhealth, it's L-I-N-D-E-R. Uh, Jennifer, we didn't near cover the amount of questions I have, so we'll have to get around to a part two at some point. Although, oh, I'd love to do that. Good. Very shortly, I'm going to do a podcast with uh, Dr. Vikovich too. So I'm I'm really excited to get the scientific uh, side of this, and I'm glad you could spend time with us. Thank you so much this morning. This was such a pleasure. Thank you. We'll do it again. And friends, remember: please be kind to one another.